0: Welcome to Zirkudav Sin Rabbi Avram Goldhar, the Daim, Zain, the first parak, Ko Kunuye. So the three we're going to focus on. Number one, Ravina asks, Yesh Yadgobesi Kisir or Lo, are Yadim effective for designating a lavatory or not, in regard to the prohibition to reciting Shema, wearing Torah, or praying within it? The Buddha clarifies the question was asked where he said, on the second structure, Bahadain, and this without saying also, do we say vahadayn nami beise kise, He meant, and this should also be a lavatory, o my mai with le amar. Or perhaps, what is intended by it, and this, is that he's saying it's for ordinary use. When the Lord says Ravina's question implies he holds yesh zimun no there's effectiveness in designation of a lavatory to give it the status of an unholy place to prohibit holy activities in it, even before it's used, it notes that Ravina himself had the question if yesh zimun no or not. Perhaps doing a holy activity in such a place would not be prohibited. The more concludes that Ravina was in fact in doubt if, yesh zimun rabesikise, and if the conclusion is that there is, he questioned if yadim are effective for designations of a lavatory. Ravina leaves the question unresolved. Point in Rav Hanin said in the name of Rav, one who hears mention of Hashem's name in vain from his friend's mouth, he must excommunicate him. And if he did not excommunicate him, he himself should be excommunicated. Because all places where mentioned Hashem's name in vain is common, Sham anius Matsuya There poverty is common. The Gemara adds that poverty is likened to death. Rabbi Abba said he once stood before Rapuna and heard a woman mention Hashem's name in vain, and Sham La Bapa And excommunicated her and released it immediately in front of her. The Gemara adds that three Olamim can be learned from this incident. That one who hears mention of Hashem's name in vain from his friend's mouth must excommunicate him. And that if he excommunicated someone in his presence, he must release him in his presence. And that there is no time required between the excommunication and the release, meaning it may be annulled immediately. And pointing with you, Rav Gittel said in the name of Rav. Atal Mukhoch may excommunicate himself and then annul it for himself. The well, Gemara asks what the novelty is in this ruling. It explains that, You may have said that a prisoner cannot release himself from prison. So sort Rav of taught us that he may. The Gemara cites as an example of this principle the practice of Marzut HaChassidah. That when a student required excommunication, he would excommunicate himself first and only then excommunicate the student. And when he came home, he would release himself and then release the student. Tosas explains that he would excommunicate himself first to ensure he would remember to release the student. So once again, the three points are number one. Ravina asks, mm-hmm. Are Yadam effective for designating a lavatory or not in regard to the prohibition to reciting Shema, learning Torah, or praying within it? The more clarifies, the question was asked where he said, On the second structure of and this without saying also, do we say vahadayn nami beise kise. He meant, and this should also be a lavatory, odil ma my vahadayn letashmisha amar. Or perhaps, what is intended by it, and this, is that he's saying it's for ordinary use. When the quran says Ravina's question implies he holds yesh zimun no there's effectiveness in designation of a lavatory to give it the status of an unholy place to prohibit holy activities in it even before it's used. It notes that Ravina himself had the question if yesh zimun no or not. Perhaps doing a holy activity in such a place would not be prohibited. The more concludes that Ravina was in fact in doubt if Yesh Zimun Rabbi And if the conclusion is that there is He questioned if Yadim are effective For designations of a lavatory Ravina leaves the question unresolved Point to Rav Hanin said in the name of Rav has haskars Hashem b'fi chavera Tzarek l'nadosa One who hears mention of Hashem's name in vain From his friend's mouth He must excommunicate him And if he did not excommunicate him He himself should be excommunicated Shem Because all places where mention Hashem's name in vain is common, Sham Anius Matsuya There, poverty is common. The Gemara adds that poverty is likened to death. Rabbi Abba said he once stood before Rav Huna and heard a woman mention Hashem's name in vain, and Sham De And Rav Huna excommunicated her and released it immediately in front of her. The Gemara adds that three elections can be learned from this incident. That one who hears mention of Hashem's name in vain from his friend's mouth must excommunicate him And that if he excommunicated someone in his presence he must release him in his presence And that there is no time required between the excommunication and the release meaning it may be annulled immediately and point with you, Rav Gittel said in the name of Rav, Talmachach A may excommunicate himself and then annul it for himself. When well, the Rav asks what the novelty is in this ruling, it explains that chavush You may have said that a prisoner cannot release himself from prison. So Rav Gittel taught us that he may. The more cites as an example of this principle the practice of ma'azut Ha'chassidah. Ki machai bar Rav shamta. When a student required excommunication, meshamet nafshi resha, bahad Rav. He would excommunicate himself first and only then excommunicate the student. And when he came home, he would release himself and then release the student. Tosa explains that he would excommunicate himself first to ensure he would remember to release the student. All right, so now we go to Simodav Zayin. And a standard Simmon is a gun, a clay Zayin, a weapon. So we use a gun as a simon. So here goes. The yeshiva bachor at the gun range, who wasn't sure if he could say Shma in a second structure that might have been designated as a lavatory, went ballistic and excommunicated a friend who said Hashem's name in vain. Whereas his rebbe excommunicated himself first with the intent to release himself and his Talmud later. So once again, it's a little motion. The yeshiva Bakr at the gun range, gun range, that must have been run out of zayin, clay gun. The Yeshiva Bachar at the gun range, who wasn't sure if he could say Shema in a second structure, that might have been designated as a lavatory, which reminds us, we've been asked, Yad Basiki say hello, are Yadim effective for designating a lavatory or not in regard to the prohibition to reciting Shema, warning Torah, or dovening within it? So the Yeshiva Bachar at the gun range, who wasn't sure if he could say Shema in a second structure, that might have been designated as a lavatory, went ballistic and excommunicated a friend who said Hashem's name in vain, which reminds us, Rav Hanin said in the name of Rav, Hashemayah has scars Hashem with Fichavero, Hadoso, one who hears mention of Hashem's name in vain from his friend's mouth, he must excommunicate him, Vimo nidahu hu atzmo benidui, and if he did not excommunicate him, he himself should be excommunicated, because all places where mention of Hashem's name in vain is common, sham anius Matsuya, there poverty is common. So the Yeshiva Bach had the gun range who wasn't sure if he could say Shema in a second structure that might have been designated as a lavatory went ballistic and excommunicated a friend who said Hashem's name in vain. Whereas his Rebbe excommunicated himself first with the intent to release himself and his Talmud later. Which reminds us, Rav Gittel said in the name of Rav, Talmud Chochem, Menada Umei for La'atzma, Talmud Chochem, May excommunicate himself, and then annul it for himself. The Gemara cites as an example of this principle, the practice of Marzut Ha'Chassidah, Ki Barbei Rav M'shamta, When a student required excommunication, he would excommunicate himself first, and only then excommunicate the student. And when he came home, he would release himself, and then release the student. Tosas explains that he would excommunicate himself first, to ensure he would remember to release the student. So once again, the Yeshiva Bachar, the gun range, who wasn't sure if he could say Shema in a second structure that might have been designated as a lavatory, went ballistic and excommunicated a friend who said Hashem's name in vain. Whereas his Rebbe excommunicated himself first with the intent to release himself and his Talmud later. All right, now it's time for four block back, Hazorah. Gimel. So the Simmer Da'af Gimel is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. The Camel Driver, Camel Driver, that must more in Da'af Gimel, Gamal. The camel driver who traveled far to clarify Yadus Nadarim first because they were learned from Adrasha, which reminds us that since Yadus are derived through Adrasha, the Tana explains them first. So the camel driver who traveled far to clarify Yado's Nadarim first because they were learned from Adrasha was so inspired when Anazir told him that the Yado's Nadarim rule was learned from a repetitive phrase by Nazir which reminds us the source for Yado's by Nazirs is from the double Russian of Nazir Azir in the Pasuk and we learned through a heck of Nazir to Nadarim that Yado's also apply to Nadarim. So the camel driver who travelled far to clarify Yaduz Nadarim first, because they were learned from Adrasha, was so inspired when a Nazir told him that the Yaduz Nadarim rule was learned from a repetitive phrase by Nazir that he declared I will not leave this world without being a nazir and rush on his way, lest he violate Baltakr, which reminds us the application of Baltakr to a nazir is when someone says olam I will not leave this world without first being a nazir from that moment, he must be a nazir because he must fear that any moment may be his last and a delay would thus violate baltacher Daf Dalad. So the similar Daf Dalad is a door. So here goes. The man who accepted his nazirs in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door. Doorman with a tombstone shaped like a door? That must be one daft Dalad. Door. The man who accepted his Naziris in the graveyard next to the doormat's plot, with a tombstone shaped like a door, which reminds the Gemur in this stuff begins by offering more ways that a Nazir can violate the Lusasi of Baal Ta'akher. The first is in a case where he accepts to be a Nazir in a graveyard. The Gemur clarifies that although the Naziris is effective despite the acceptance being in a graveyard, nevertheless, he is subject to Baal Mishim Mishum the Akhir Naziris the Tahara, because he's delaying the Naziris of Tahara. The second option is that the Nazir violates batachir for delaying his shaving. So the man who accepted his nazir is in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door, realized he was also going to be delayed in bringing his karbonus, and transgress Balta Acher again, which reminds us. The Gemara offers a third option of how a Nazar can be over Balta Acher. He violates Balta Acher by delaying to bring his karbonus. The Gemara challenges this answer by asserting that we would not need to learn this from the Daring, as the Brisa did on Dab Gimlam at all, because we already have a drusha that teaches that obligatory karbanis are included in Balta Acher, and the Karbonis of a Nazar are obligatory. It answers, you might have said that the Torah taught a Kiddush by Nazar, so perhaps Balta Acher does not not applied to another The more provides two explanations of what the Kiddush is. So the man who accepted his nazir Is in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot, with a tombstone shaped like a door, realized he was also going to be delayed in bring his carbanis and transgressed Balta Akir again. And wish he had just said a simple netter such as, I am vowed from you in that which I eat of yours. Which reminds us the Mishnah had given examples of yadas and such as someone who says, mimcha, mimcha. I am vowed from you or I am separated from you. Shmuel said In all these, it only applies when he adds That which I eat of yours, or that which I taste of yours He holds that the two sets of phrases in the Mishnah Should be understood as two parts of a single case And not two separate cases The Gemara clarifies what exactly did Shmuel mean So the sum daf-hey is hay, or a haystack So here goes The two farmers bailing hey, Hey, that must be on daf-hey the two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another. Because one said, which reminds us, the more revises Rabbi statement to read. If one says, locha, asurim, I am vowed to you, they're both forbidden to benefit from each other. But if one says, heimach, hu asur muter, I am vowed from you, he's forbidden to benefit from his friend, but his friend is permitted. So, the two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another, because one said, after his friend had scribbled the words, I am separated from you in a haystack, and he thought he meant, I will not do business with you, which reminds us. The Gemara concludes that Shmuel did mean to say that only if one adds the phrase, shani is the vow effective, but if he only says, I am vowed from you, the vow is ineffective. Here the more explains that the reason is, amar asr. it does not imply that he's saying a prohibition. The reason for this is, Mudar I am vowed from you can instead imply, I will not speak with you. Mimcha, I'm separated from you can mean, I will not do business with you. The one explains that since the implication of his vow was not conclusive, no vow takes effect at all. So the two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another, because one said, Mudar after his friend inscribed the words "I'm separated from you" in a haystack, and he thought he meant "I will not do business with you," when the friend was actually trying to win back his wife, who demanded that he give her an explicit get. Which reminds us, the Gemara records machukos between Abai and Rava about yedaim she'eimochikos yedaim, which are inconclusive. Abai says they are value and Rava says they are not. The Gemara asks that this dispute seems to reflect a machukos and regarding a get for a statement in the Mishnah: Gufa shall get ari adam. The absence of a get is, you are thus permitted to anyone. Rabbi Yehuda says the get must include, And this will be yours from me, a document of expulsion and a letter of a release. We see that Tanaim have already disagreed about how clear a partial expression must be for a valid get. The Gemara shows, though, how a bai can conform with even Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbah can conform with the Rabbanan. So the sin of is a sword. So here goes. The dramatic swordsman, swordsman, that must be more Duv duff, The dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce looking sword and shouted, hare zet, but not a lie, making it us or an all, which reminds us, the inference of a price is that if one only said, hare zet, this is hereby and not added a lie to me, then the item would be forbidden not only to him, like in the case where he does say it to me, but to everyone. Did Dilmarhu Hekdish Kamer? Because perhaps he's saying it is hereby hectish, which would forbid the item to all people. Since he has surely made a valid vow, and it's unclear if he intended to prohibit the item to just himself or everyone, we rule stringently. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, "Hari zeth but not a lie. Making it us or an all. Just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted Ba'at, which reminds us where Papa asked, yes Yad with Condition Olo, are dime effective for Condition or not? The Gemara says he was asking about a case where a man was Makadish a woman and then said to a second woman Ba'at, and you. Do we say he was saying, and you too, to her friend, and the Condition would be valid as a Yad? Or perhaps he's saying, and you watch, to her friend, and the condition would not be valid. The run explains that since there is another, albeit unlikely, interpretation to his words, it's merely a yud, and Kedush would not be valid through a yud, even though it is conclusive. The question is left unresolved. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword, and shouted Hare Zet, but not a lie, making it or an all. just after he was Mekaddish, a woman, and pointed the sword at her friend, and shouted "Vaat." While the terrified friend tried to hide in the last remaining patch of a field, which was not clear whether it was declared as Paya. Which reminds us where Papa further asked, Yesh Yad Glepeh or Ein Yad Is the Yad effective for Paya or not? The Gomorrah again clarifies that if he declared one patch of his field to be Paya, and then said it on a second, and this one too, that would certainly be a full expression of Paya and would not be a Yad. Rather, the questions where he said on the second patch, which was the only remaining patch, mahadain, and this one. Tosos explains that the other possible interpretation of his words is, and this one I retain for myself, thereby reducing the declaration to a yad, because we're speaking where the second patch is the last remaining one in his field. All right, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which duff do we have a question whether yadim are effective to designate a basic kise a lavatory, that's on duff? Zion. Good number two. Which of do you learn that the Melchokas, the Bible, regarding the Daim is compared to a Melchokas regarding how explicit a get has to be? That's on Duff. Hey. Good number three. Which stuff you learn that if someone hears another say Hashem's name in vain, he should excommunicate him? That's on Duff. Zion. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn that there's a case where a another could violate Baal Ta'achir when he says, I will not leave this world without being a nuzzer? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff does Rapapa ask the question whether there is a Yad for kedushin or not? That's on Duff. Vav. Good number six. Which the that Marzuta Khasita would excommunicate himself before excommunicating his Talmud and then later would release himself and the Talmud? That's on Duff. Zion. Good number seven. Which do the learn that when one says without saying a lie, it could be understood to mean that he's making the item hectic and ushered to all? That's on dove. Vav. Good number eight. Which of the learn that another can be to Akhir by accepting his desires in a graveyard? That's on dove. Dalit. Good number nine. Wishadrun the Shmu holds that if one said mimcha, I'm separated from you, it's not a good vow since he could mean I'm not doing business with you. That's on duff Hey, good enough. number ten. Washadrun that one of the reasons the Tana explained Yados first is that it was taught from a Drasha? That's on Duff. Gimel, excellent, All right, that concludes the dayshir. This is rebutnizik, wishing a great day and great learning.